This is Daryl Spears with the Elite Conversation Podcast Media. Today, we have Sharia Stallings, expert, speaker, author. She is the bomb. You guys know how we bring it strong to the mic. So she's a professional. Her career spans over 20 years of attracting and retaining businesses while managing a portfolio of over $400 million. So we know she know a little bit about money. <laughs> Sharia is the founder and managing director of She Soars LLC, a transformational leadership and professional development organization that helps women identify blind spots that create barriers to their success. I love that word, blind spots, because I don't care how long you've been in business, how experienced you are, how much you've done in terms of coaching others. We all have blind spots. So that's such a, a big piece, I think, that she does for the business community that's huge. So she loves to laugh. She loves to play. Her motto is she laughs, she plays, she thrives, she soars. So we're going to have a little bit of fun. As the young kids say, we're going to chop it up a little bit today and talk a little bit about some things. But hey, you know, as business owners, one of the things that make us stop and listen is revenue, right? And you know, as business owners and entrepreneurs, it's not about having one stream of income. It's about having multiple streams of income. So how are you doing, Sharia? I am doing fantastic, Daryl. Thank you so much, so much for inviting me. I'm looking to have a great time. So before we get started, I didn't really go in depth about your background. Is there anything else you want to share with the Sharia about your background, what you've been doing over these 20 years, how you have been managing this $400 million over the past? Share a little bit about yourself. Well, you you pretty much you, you gave the high level view. Um, also besides she source LLC, um, I do have a philanthropic arm which is called Cast Your Pearls. It's a non our nonprofit um piece of the business where we honor cancer survivors and extraordinary mm. caregivers. Um, I am a cancer survivor as well, and on my birthday. Instead of having a big shing ding for myself, I will have an event for other cancer survivors and caregivers because I find that one of the most extraordinary form of unconditional love, that Christ-like love, that Mm. unconditional love that you see between a mother and their child it, you see that love through a caregiver, someone who sacrificed their time. They don't want anything in return other than wanting their loved one or that person to get better. And sometimes we forget about them. We forget about the sacrifice that they make. So cast your pearls. We are here to cast our pearls, our love, our gifts on them to let them know that we see you and we honor and we appreciate what you do. And lastly, I run a program for young girls called Say, S-S-A-Y. She soars above youth, where we focus on being intentional about the relationships that they make 
and the choices that they make in the relationships that they build. And so I'll stop right there. I'll stop right there because today it's going to be all about the listeners and less about me. So let's get into this. (laughs) Well, you know, it's always good to open up with a little testimony. So I'm glad you shared that about how God has delivered you through the cancer and how he's using you now to let other individuals know that, hey, cancer doesn't mean it's a death sentence because God has the last word, right? We're not going to go there. I just, let me just stop there. Yeah, that's for another day and another time. Yes. (laughs) And I was in my 20s. Yes. word. I love it. Yes. It's all about the steady flow. That's what we're talking about, guys. Just go ahead Mm -hmm. and get your pen and paper because I've got a little taste just talking to Sheree offline about what she's going to share and this is some some good stuff. So y'all need to be ready to uh, write down some things and she's going to share how you can get in touch with her to get even more knowledge or training at the end of this podcast. So let's talk a little bit about revenue stream. This is a very, very interesting topic. How did you come up with this subject matter and what's the story behind your development of revenue streams and this steady flow of revenue stream? I like that. Because everybody's always talking about you got to have three or four or five revenue streams. It's fine. It's fine to have those streams, but if they're not flowing, <laughs> they have to flow. <laughs> they have, they to, have flow, to flow. Right? If, if it's not flowing, then it's not a stream. Right? That's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> so it's tell us a, a little bit about that. How did you come up with that subject matter? So, so Daryl, it's, it's interesting. You know, when I was reading the story about Adam and Eve, mm. particularly about the makeup of the Garden of Eden. Usually to get the most out of what I'm reading, I usually review the text in many ways. I may look at it geographically to get a feel for the region or where certain events took took place. I will look at it historically. I may study the period and start to research what is happening during that time. Or I I may look at it literally to see if there's any relevance to my life, what I am going through right now at this moment, or if it's something that I've been through. And then finally, I'll look at the text to see if there's a figurative meaning or if it's symbolic of something. Is there a deeper meaning, a takeaway or a lesson that may affect a decision that I need to make? And so in the Garden of Eden, I found that there were four rivers, the Pishon River, the Gihon River, the Tigris, and the Euphrates River. And I started to wonder, Daryl, why were there four rivers? Why not one? Why not two? And why was it so important to even mention them? And so this is what started my journey on studying the rivers. And so I'll just bring up these two points. There were four rivers so that for whatever reason, if one were to run dry, there would still be three others that would be able to replenish and feed, replenish the earth or, you know, the garden, the garden of Eden. That's right. So there was a plan A, a plan B, a plan C, and a plan D. There was a contingency built into the system to mitigate risk and to provide a cushion 
for any unforeseen incidentals. And I'll stop, I'll stop there. And that's pretty much where the studying, the studying began. I like that you, you say unforeseen, you know, being a business coach and our primary um, audience or target market or client are those business owners that have been in business less than three years or who make less than $50,000. So basically it's the startups. And the one thing I try to help them is to have a mindset of being ready to shift, being ready to maneuver because there's so many unseen you got to pivot. We have to pivot. We, we don't have a clue. And you can't get ready for it. You can't study for it. When you're an entrepreneur, you have to go through those ups and downs. And sometimes those unseen uh, incidents that come your way are not a result of something that you do. It could be the environment, new technology, Absolutely. competition coming into play. Um, there's so many things. So we can't get setting our ways on how we do business. And I think it really leads to this question that I want to ask you, you know, why multiple streams? You touched on a little bit when you explained the, the four streams, but it's not just about accumulating more money. There should be strategies and stuff behind how you set up those streams. Share a little bit about those multiple streams and, and, and the importance of building them. I'm reminded, I'm really reminded of an old saying that I used to hear when I was a little girl. And it was, do not put your eggs all in one basket. Do you remember that saying? I don't hear it that often, but don't put your eggs all in one basket. And basically, this lesson was about not dedicating all your time, your energy, and your resources in one item, just in case it failed. You did not want to run the risk of losing everything. And then, you know, you don't put your eggs all in one basket so that later you'll be able to pick up the pieces if, and all would not be lost. And as I got older and I started to invest, it was always suggested that I diversify mm -hmm. my portfolio. My broker would, we'll have a conversation. They would make an assessment of Sharia, when do you plan to retire? If that's such a word, if that really happens, right? Mm -hmm. And because you're always working in some capacity. And what dollar figure would you need to maintain a certain standard of living? And based on that, he would tell me to put a certain percentage in high-yielding stock, low-risk stock, a few bonds. And we know that even some years ago when the market crashed, there are people who lost their entire savings at, at, in a blink of an eye. They went to sleep rich. They woke up broke with their life savings. And you said something that was very important, Daryl. You talk about the new budding entrepreneur, anyone being able to shift, pivot, to change. And even because we can't foresee everything, which is why we have to diversify, which is why we have to create multiple revenue streams, which is why we have to create additional 
products or additional services within our business? Who could foresee the pandemic? Look at mm -hmm. what this have done to our market. So it's so important to create multiple revenue streams. Water, streams, rivers are symbolic of life, vitality. They continue to flow and they are free. Rivers represents freedom. And if we don't get anything, I want us to understand that in this life, this is really what we're striving for, this financial freedom. We are responsible for it ourselves. It's in the, to take on this action. It's in our own hands. And Every business owner, consultant, entrepreneur, mompreneur mm -hmm. must create multiple revenue streams within their business, within their companies in order to remain viable. There is, you know, Dara, I'll think about that. There is freedom when we have options and mm -hmm. choices. This allows us to plan ahead and keeps us in a place to always remain proactive, instead of reactive. Mm -hmm. To be proactive is calming. It allows us to keep a clear head in the game. We're able to make wise and sound decisions. And lastly, there is, I find that there is nothing worse than being in a place of powerlessness. And this is exactly what happens when we're not proactive and we have to deal with deal with what was handed down to us because we didn't plan. Mm -hmm. That raises our anxiety level. It causes stress. And it's the reason why a lot of businesses fold in the end. Yeah, I can see that. And that's, that's so good, so good. And it's so important to understand it because what you're talking about, again, is having a mindset, not just creating things just to say you have an extra revenue stream. That's why, you know, in a lot of my coaching and talking to entrepreneurs, you can build revenue streams within your portfolio of, of business. And so you don't really have to change to do something else just to have an additional revenue stream. You know, if you develop websites and you want to have another revenue stream, you know, you can go out and do that. Maybe instead of doing websites, you do websites, you add on graphics, you know, as a part Absolutely. of the still falls within your purview of what you do as a business. You know, I know some individuals might do something else that's outside of that business, but then it, it gets to be a little confusing. If you are a web developer and then, you know, you create another stream where you're designing hats or so, do you have another Correct. stream where you know you're selling books and folks are like well you know well, what, what are, are you, you? what are you doing <laughs> exactly exactly but think about what you do you know i think about elite conversations we started just by doing the business coaching but we knew that everything that we do had to meet our standards had to make sure that it created resources it created um information and created a place for people to network and connect so we went from the coaching and we added on conferences so we can bring in experts to talk about you know their resources and information the conferences was a great place for networking then we expanded and brought in the, the video uh, marketing and then the media marketing so it all still 
flows. So when people see lead conversation, it's just going into an enterprise instead of just that one focus. And Absolutely. so that's what you really want to think about. And so you just, you know, even if your brand is good and you want to spin off and do apparel to support your brand and naming, that's still letting people know who you are and what business you're in. And so I think that's so powerful to have, to think through what your multiple streams are, not just say I'm going to do it so I can have some extra revenue or whatever, but really And if I just may add this, Daryl, you bring up a good point. You know, someone is bringing their designing hats and then tomorrow they're making bicycles. It, <laughs> it causes brand confusion and what you're talking about in marketing we call mm -hmm. that line extension so mm -hmm. the way you branch off into the next thing the next service the next service each one of those complement the other to simplify a line extension it would be cheerios for instance mm -hmm. general does the, the cereal cheerios cheerios mm -hmm. then you have honey, nut and Cheerios. So all of those are different line extensions, but it doesn't create brand identity. It makes sense mm -hmm. in terms of how the company is moving within the business. That's awesome. Guys, I hope you all are enjoying this so far. Uh, we are talking to Sharia Stallings, the founder and managing director of She Soars. And she's doing a lot in the community, in the business community to help business owners understand what we're talking about and really start to plan out what they want to do in business. And if you're experienced in business, how you can make those shifts and those adjustments to continue to grow and prosper. So before we go to break, I just want to talk a little bit, take us through some of the types of revenue streams and how many revenue streams do you think is comfortable and should those rev revenue streams, let me, let me change this, should the, the number of revenue streams relate to your level of experience or the number of years, or should you come out the box just trying to create all these, these streams right away? Talk a little bit about that. Everything happens in phases and stages, right? We want, we want to perfect one or at least get one going before we move to the next thing. Mm -hmm. Let's talk a little bit about these revenue streams. So going back to the Garden of Eden, I identify four rivers. So that's what I'm going to talk about. And I recognize that each one of these rivers had a different personality. Mm -hmm. So for instance, the first river was the Pishon River. And in Genesis, it says the Pishon River is where the gold, the onyx, and the bedelium was, it says the gold was pure there and the gold was good. And so with the Pishon River, it represents, this is your, your guarantee that major revenue source, that major product or service, which make you do business while you went into business in the first place. Mm -hmm. This is the revenue stream that's guaranteed, secure. This is your collateral. It says the Python, the gold here is good. So there's always gold in that river. You're going to always find gold there. The next river was the Gihon River, G-I-H-O-N River. This river 
was is bursting forth. This river was forceful, is gushing. Mm. And usually that river is representative of something that's trendy, mm. the hot item in that moment. It's about the supply and demand right now today. This is the hot item on today. And so since it's bursting forth, as a business owner, you're going to jump on it to take advantage of that stream. The third river is called the Tigris River. And the Tigris River is a swift river. It's fast. It's arrow-like. And the Tigris River represents your window of opportunity. And we know with a window of opportunity that you only have a small amount of time to jump on it or you may miss it. Just as quickly as it comes is as quickly as it goes. And as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, you have to look at what are those relationships I need to be building now? What are those partnerships, those connections that I need to be hooking up with? Or what is that product and service that I need to take advantage of now because I only have a window to get it done. And it's very possible that if I miss it, it's gone. I can't go in and do anything about it. But then if I listen to my intuition and follow my gut and I jumped in on it, then you'll see the fruit of your labor. And lastly, which is one of my favorite, I love them all, but this is my favorite. The fourth and final river is the Euphrates River. Now with the Euphrates River, anywhere from 30 to 60% of that river is created by rain and melting snow. And this is what I tell the entrepreneur, the business owner, do not despise small beginnings. Who would think that melting snow or rain will create an entire river. This could be your residual income. And we know when it comes to rain, if rain can come and miss, sometimes it comes by drops, it comes by drizzle, or it can come in like a storm or a full-blown monsoon depending on the seasons. However, when going back just to wrap up, when we look at these four rivers, as long as you have the Paishan River, which is your gold and is guaranteed, then however, the Gaishan, the Gaihan River is that trendy item that, that kind of, that that poured in revenue for a couple of years and now you're moving on to the next thing. And then the Tigris River was that window of opportunity that you benefited from and took advantage of. And then finally the Euphrates River is that that river, the, those streams that are trickling in, but is steady. And sometimes it's that Euphrates River that keeps you afloat when your goal disappears. Because during the pandemic, mm. people lost the gold. 
people had lost their main source of income. However, if they had was forward thinking and put the others in place, then the Euphrates River that is just trickling in will allow them to the, allow them and their businesses to remain afloat until they could pivot, shift, and recover and figure out what is happening during this pandemic and what it is that I what what is it that I'm going to do. Ooh, this is <laughs> this is some good stuff, guys. So Guess what I'm going to do? Because I know you guys that are listening really need to digest this because this is so good. Stuff. I'm trying to digest it. So we're going to take a little break and let you guys just think about what you just heard. I know if you're listening to this as a replay, you're probably going to go back and rewind this like three or four times. This is this is awesome. I think I got to yes, get another sheet of paper. My, my paper's all filled <laughs> up. Man, I've been writing so much. But like, guys, we're going to take a quick break. And come back with Sharia. We're just getting started. Y'all haven't heard anything yet. Absolutely. So we'll be back. Thanks for listening. You have waited long enough. The time is now for you to launch that business. Take your dreams to the next level. Maximize your me time and share your gifts, talents, and abilities with the world. Get intentional about your success. Get intentional about your vision. Get intentional about your business. Get intentional about your goals. For over 20 years, She Soars has supported many leaders in the seven key areas that challenge them the most when launching their business, projects, or taking their ideas to the next level. Perfect your craft, play big. Let's get clear about your purpose. Join the 1500 business leaders who say, She Soars is the ultimate leadership and professional development program with a B12 shot of therapy. The time is now. Sign up today for She Soars Leadership and Business Builders Module. There are group and private sessions available to fit your schedule. She Soars Leadership and Professional Development Program will revolutionize your business and transform your life. We guarantee it. Visit us today at www.shesoars.com or email us at wesoar at shesoars.com. Have you put in place the tools and marketing strategies that will drive the revenue and growth outcomes for your business? 
Are you looking to expand your brand and image nationally and globally? Commercials, podcasting, graphics, and marketing support are just some of the ways we can dress up your business for prime time. We are EliteConversations.com. To learn more about us, check us out at EliteConversations.com, our website, email us at ecpodcastmedia at gmail.com, or call us at 301-900-5703. There are many people that need to know about the wonderful products and services you have to offer. Let Elite Conversations help you to get the word out. All right. Thanks for sticking with us. I hope you guys really enjoyed the first uh, segment. We really, I mean, it was outstanding. We can really stop this podcast right now. <laughs> and we've gotten enough resources and information and knowledge to really carry us for, for 2022. Really, because this is something that we and didn't beyond. We're talking, yeah, Ed, that's right. We're talking about building streams, not only streams of income, but streams for your business in terms of just the knowledge and putting how you put people in place, the connections. There's a lot involved in that. And myself and Sharia was just talking during the commercial and she was sharing a testimony, just how that worked. And I said, you know, she asked if I should share. I think it's important enough for her to share it with us as entrepreneurs and business owners and professionals. Sharia, just share what we were talking about. Thanks, Daryl. We were talking about the Tigris River, which represents your window, our window of opportunity. And I was sharing during the commercial break, a window of opportunity that I missed as quickly as it came because I didn't jump on it. It left and I suffered because of it. And I'm dating myself people. So this goes over a little over 20 years ago. I was a young girl only around 21, 22, and I was working at an engineering firm, and we were the only department that had the access to the internet. This is when email was new, when the wave of the internet, you know, everyone was trying to figure out what is this WWW, this World Wide Web. And so I came across a company called Network Solutions where you can purchase domain names. Mm. And at only 21, 22 years old, even before people started getting personal computers in their homes, I had made up my mind to just start buying the names of the domain names of major corporations and organizations. Mm. However, before I did it, I should have did it first. I made a phone call and said, do you think that this is a good idea? And the person on the other end wasn't even familiar with the internet. They thought that this whole Silicon Valley thing and the internet was just a fad and no one would really be into it. It'd be a waste of money. And guess what, everyone? I did not do it. Only to find out years later, someone was doing a radio interview just like this and said they purchased the name of a major corporation who called them up and offered to pay him $100,000 for the name. 
he hung up. He basically, basically told them, call me back when you're serious and hung up. They offer him millions, a seven figure offering Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. purchase their name back. Because when the internet was created, all the contracts for copyright and trademark infringement did not cover the internet because it didn't exist. Mm -hmm. And that would be a huge window of opportunity that I missed because I did not act on Mm -hmm. something that was totally in my gut to do. Mm -hmm. And now the window is closed. And once you miss it, you miss it. And listeners, I missed it. I won't let that happen again, but now I'm waiting for that big moment to come again. (laughs) That's amazing. What I want you to share a little bit now is what happens in business if you're lacking one or more streams as a part of your overall structure for your business? You can operate. Most people, when they start their businesses and or their career, is usually operating in what I would say is the Pichon River, yes. right? The goal. That's their main source of income is guaranteed. If you're mm-hmm. working, if you're going to the office or wherever you're working each day, you know every week, every two weeks, twice a month, whatever, once a month, that you're going to get this pay. That's your goal. That is what's guaranteed. And then later you may find that they may look at a gift, talent, and ability, and they may start doing what we call side hustles. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that's when the other rivers start to be introduced. And then, so that's for people who are working, you know, going to the office or, you know, going to a nine to five for businesses they may have this one idea which really launched them into business. And once again, that's their goal. That's their guarantee. And then afterwards, they start looking at, hmm, how do I now start to leverage this and introduce others? And that's when they start to introduce those additional revenue streams. However, one of the things that I look at, because it's important that even if they don't have all four of them or multiple streams, they're not totally doomed, right? They Mm -hmm. first, the first step is being aware, is being aware that they need more to sustain them or they need more to run their company. They need more, they need additional products and services. They need additional revenue streams so that they can be here for the long haul. And what's important is that now that we have all identified the different types of revenue streams, they can now identify it for themselves and then conduct a self-assessment to see what they have and then what they need to develop. Mm -hmm. Because once they're now, there's that awareness it moves them into a place of accountability. So then that's when we do something called a gap analysis, like where we are, where we are right now, where we need to be. And then the middle is the F of X. What do we need to do to get there? Yes, yes. Quite familiar with the gap analysis. For those business owners out there 
that are listening and really starting to, to hone in on what you're saying, as they think about putting their revenue streams together, what I'm hearing from you is first, they need to make sure their secure stream, what they do, what's the base, the core of their business that is strong, that they're constantly building it, that they look, they get to a point where they're ready to scale it and take it to another level. That's the that's your stream, that's your livelihood. And they also should be looking and have a mindset where you're always looking for what's trending. That's number two, what you shared. You know, is there a new technology coming? Do I need to take a course or do I need to have someone in my team prepared for this new opportunity? Again, with COVID, um, things are trending towards online and meetings online and all that good stuff. Always have, if you're not doing it, have someone in your team looking at what's trending in your industry. The third thing, we should be always looking for that window of opportunity and try to be prepared for it. Again, making sure your leadership team is in place, making sure that you can grow and expand. A lot of people have great products, great services, but they'll be in trouble if their, if their social media blow up and they get 200 requests for their business and can't even handle it. So are you ready for that window of opportunities? It, something might click, your video, your Facebook might go viral and all of a sudden the phone just start blowing up. Are you ready and prepared? So we should always be looking for that window opportunity, but also be prepared. And then number four, really think about those residual opportunities where they're, they're not big, that just come at a rush, but you can use those to, to sort of build towards something, those, those residuals, something that you can get over and over. One of the things, uh, one of my, I consider one of my distant mentors, one of somebody I watch from a far distance uh, is Bishop T.E. Jakes, because he's an excellent businessman. But he talks about creating hunger for your audience, for your business. And that's the residual piece, because people, if you want your business to grow, or want your ministry to grow, you want to create hunger where people are constantly coming back. Yeah, and so those four things, securing your stream, looking at trendy opportunities, when, uh, looking for the window opportunity, and looking for those small residual income streams that you can get over and over by creating the hunger for your, your clients and your business, because you don't want a client that's one and done. You want to create a business that they're coming back every month to pay for your subscription, to pay for more knowledge, to learn, to take a course. Absolutely. So you really have to think about that. So I'm speaking as a listener. Am I on the right track? How would what would you add to that or take away? You're you're on the right track. And I'm throwing some terms out there. This is what we call brand loyalty. Okay. And once we get a customer to a point where there's brand loyalty, they would come and look for your product and purchase your product without even thinking about it, without even thinking about the competitor or competition who may offer a similar product and service and can do almost the same thing because you establish that relationship or you have enhanced the customer's experience. One of the things that come to my mind that women can relate to would be makeup, let's say. There are millions of products out there. However, once a woman has 
picked her brand, her company, you know, who she, then she usually become loyal to that brand. And I also, we are the same way with our hairstylist. Once we have that person who does our hair, they will be doing our hair for years. I hear the same thing with guys and their barbers. They barbershops have developed brand loyalty. Guys swear by their barbers and they are very critical about who's going to shape up their heads and give them their lines. And they won't even think about getting another barber unless he retires. And then they're really upset about it. They would still pay that barber and come to their house to make house visits if they can. That's the brand loyalty we're looking for. If my barber go on vacation, I just have to look like Shaggy because I'm not going exactly. I do exactly. That's brand loyalty. There's millions of barbers out there, but you won't even think about Mm -hmm. going to another barber. And I am going to tell you this: the one company that have really mastered brand loyalty above anywhere else is probably Disney. They are. The company, if you haven't read out, I don't want to give, I'll give them a plug inside the Magic Kingdom. If you have, and they even have websites in terms of the experience that they all, that they create for their customers and and their employees, they have mastered the art of brand loyalty because of the experiences that they create for their customers. And like I said, on a, on a lower scale, we can identify with brand loyalty when it comes to our barbers, our, our hairstylists, and even the makeup that we choose. Absolutely. And I think, uh, you know, Disney is a great, great example. I would also put Apple and Amazon right there with them. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I study them a lot. So guess what, guys? You have been listening to... Sharia Stalling, she is awesome. She is the founder and managing director of She Soars. And guess what? We are run out of time. I know you guys are like, I want more. But you know what? It's been so good. We're going to do a part two. So this is part one. We sure can. Thank you. I'll come back. (laughs) Enjoy every bit of this podcast. Because I need you guys. Y'all are going to need some time to really sit down and digest this. So we'll come back. This is part one of Revenue Streams. It's all about the steady flow. So I hope you guys are getting prepared for your flow. When we come back next week, I'm going to have Sharia talk a little bit about what are the actual steps that you need to take to start to build your revenue stream. So guess what? You want to find out. Guess what? You had to come back next week to listen. Come on back. Come on back. That's right. So thank you so much, Sharia. Before we go, share a little bit about your programs and how individuals can reach out to you. Absolutely. So she Source, you can visit us at www.shesource.com. We also have a community on Facebook. 
Our handle is She Swords as well. And we also have a private community. There are two programs that we are offering at the moment and it's called Operation 1440, which will take a deeper dive in the amount of minutes that you spend in a day and how you can maximize your time to create those additional revenue streams and to really be competitive in this market. And lastly, we have a program called BALL, B-A-L-L, where we help women and even the men that support us build a lasting legacy. How do you ball? So we want to teach you how to ball and build a lasting legacy. And you can always email me at soar at shesoars.com. Once again, is we soar at shesoars.com. Hit me up. Hit me up anytime. That's Thank right, you. y'all. Y'all know y'all gonna be hitting her up because, oh my goodness, this has been good. So thank you guys for joining Lee Conversation Podcast. We'll be back next week talking more about revenue streams and how you can set your business up to have those streams that create a steady flow. This is Daryl Spears. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.